since I've had a good little sax. Um, well, make sure at least I don't mess this up. Give me a second. <clears throat> ah, yes, it's been too long. I had to, uh, had to do a bit of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to see you all appreciate my musical talents almost as much as I appreciate them myself. <laughs> yes. Apologies to any pets that you have now lost. So, oh, the, uh, we've got a true legionnaire here, a true immortal who takes pain while smiling. LS16 says, Hail Kurgan, Hail Legionnaires, the battle horn sounds, stand and be counted. <laughs> that's, that's a man right there, ladies and gentlemen. Right, now I was going to do a five minutes on the world despair, since everybody is, uh, you know, down in the dumps. How do I put this? Okay. Was there anything surprising in the so-called US elections? Uh, yes, I have to admit there was one thing that surprised me, which is I expected the Democrats to be cheating left, right and center as they did with Hillary and as they, you know, had geared up to do. I didn't, I must admit, I did not expect their, um, their fraud to be so overwhelmingly huge and obvious that it actually supposedly overcome the Trump votes, I, I truly expected the landslide to be so massive that even no fraud on the world could like beat it. And to a certain extent, that is correct, because uh, it hasn't beaten it. I mean, it's, it is obvious fraud. It's not obvious to anyone that cares to look at it. So the Trump election has been is trying to be stolen. It's not stolen yet. You know, the fact that the BBC and CNN and everything, including my wife, are like, oh, bidden one, bidden one. No, that's just the news media telling you that he's won. That's not what determines whether he won or not. Um, I am very skeptical of the uh, court processes and whatever being able to um, 
rectify the situation. Um, so in that respect, it's been a bit of a surprise. I didn't expect a, but I did. I did not know one one thing, one point of reference that I, I have to. It's not an excuse, but it's still it is a valid point. I did not know about the hammer. If you do not know what the hammer is, you are like I was a few days ago. The hammer is a program that was uh, discussed by a whistleblower from the NSA in two thousand and nine. Uh, you know, like Carnivore, Eklon, all these things, which I've known since the 1990s. I was aware of the NSA infiltration into pretty much everything, um, it, literally every phone call, every text, any digital communication that you have uh, at all on Earth is being logged and flagged and, and quantified. I've known that since the early 90s. Um, what I wasn't aware of is that the NSA or one of these like deep state actors have a program called the hammer which um, hacks into the voting machines and they can literally drop the hammer and get whoever they want to go in and this was perfected in 2009 under Obama we also know by the way from Joe Biden himself who actually set it out in a speech that oh, we've got the biggest fraud machine since uh, Obama put it in place you know, he actually said that in one of his speeches so you know it's pretty obvious what happened there. Um, it's obvious to anybody who does any kind of accounting, who does any kind of statistical analysis. It, it's just blatant. Um, so that bit is a little bit surprising. One, but a couple of points. Imagine how desperate you have to be to go that route. Okay, it's not like it's a maybe. There's a bit of fraud. It's an obvious, absolute, globally recognized nonsense fraud. You have to be desperate to be acting that way. And now the demoralization that people get from watching the news and say, oh, but, but NSB, you know, ABC and CNN and BBC all tell me that he didn't want. You're letting basic, basic, basic psychological warfare beat the shit out of you. You know, what have it been like under the Nazis? You know, the Nazi propaganda was crude and effective. By the way, crude propaganda is considered to be effective. You know, it's like what Hitler said. Make the lie big enough, just keep repeating it. People start believing it. And I can see this. I see this with people that I, I thought, you know, had a functioning brain. So they go, oh, well, you know, uh, now things will be better. I'm like, how, you know, how? Where do you get your information from? I mean, are you just literally glued with, like, you know, matrix style to, like, a CNN feed direct into your, like, cortex? I don't know. It's weird. What is not surprising to me is that uh, it's absolutely interesting times. I have predicted an economic collapse potentially happening from from this month, from November on. Um, I absolutely believe there's probably an economic collapse coming in the new year, if not this year. You know, I'll, I'll be quite surprised if there isn't some economic downturn. Uh, of some level before Christmas and I'll be very surprised if there isn't some pretty major economic upsets um, throughout 2021. I think from next year on I think there's going to be all sorts of shit happening. Now the thing is wherever you are in life if you did not understand that it's these kind of interesting times then you're going to have a problem. Um, Wake up and wake up quick and do what you can to protect yourself, your family, and so on. That's basically where I'm at. And that's basically where I was before, during, and after. 
you know, some people get depressed, and again, you know, including, you know, people close to me, like, my wife's like, oh, I don't know what's happening now, she expected Trump to win, I expected Trump to win outright, it didn't happen, okay, it just means that the interesting time have accelerated a bit, does it mean that they're all lost, no, not at all, not at all, not by a long stretch, I mean, again, if I was in the States, I'd just be like, fuck you, I don't care what your fraud machine says, I am not going to follow any of your bullshit rules, and I'm now literally seceding. If I was the mayor of a little town, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be like, fuck it. You know, the South shall rise again. <laughs> I don't know, you know, whether how you secede exactly in the States. It's not my country, so it's not, not really for me to say, but that's it. And that's my five minutes done on, on that topic. Uh, let's just see a couple of comments. Oh, Django Reloaded just put a little cross. That's pretty cool. Oh, Ben Evans says that he's going to have to get some popcorn if I'm going to go after John Adams. I'm sure it will get interesting. I don't remember if it's John Adams or uh, Uncle John's band. One of the two. Somebody made a comment about evil and I said, yes, evil is not this like, you know, the Nazi with the with the, with the Nazi armband and the and the machine gun coming to kill you, yes, that that evil exists as well. But th that's not how evil really operates. Evil is a little fog fart gray man in a suit, like being a bureaucrat and not letting your passport renewal happen. It's the soap opera. That's what I've always hated soap opera since I was a teenager. I as a teenager when I was a complete atheist, I used to say soap operas are the one thing that makes me believe that actually the devil is real and, and Christianity might be right because soap operas are absolute filth. They're like sewer for the brain and anybody that watches them is a fucking retard. That includes pretty much everybody I know. A lot of people watch that shit. Um, you know, it, it's... Yes, by the time you get to be Hillary Clinton where you're literally eating the face of little children while they're still alive, that... That level of evil exists, and yes, it's there, and, and yes, those people are scum of the earth, but it gets there, and it envelops you, and it enfogs you in literally a fog, farty, fucking slimy, gradual bullshit, you know, there are four and a half lights type of thing, and uh, that's how it works, and, and it's harder to fight because of that. You know, the Nazi with the, with the armband, you can see that motherfucker coming. You you can drill it. You can shoot back. You can fight on a level playing field. The other stuff is really spiritual warfare, uh, which is why you know, and it's harder. It's a lot harder. It's tougher. It's it's demoralizing. It's it's heavier. I honest to God prefer a physical fight to to one of these spiritual fights. But guess what? If you're a Catholic, you're gonna have to learn, and I have had to learn, and you do learn, and you do become better at it. You do become stronger at it because. Faith keeps you good. Salute, by the way. I found that, um, you know, I am not much of a drinker at all. But now and then, a half glass of wine actually restores some kind of balance. Not very often, because especially I'm not a red wine drinker. But there are periods when you're not feeling too well or whatever, and like a half glass of red wine seems to, like, do the trick, and I don't know, it's old wives, I, you know, when I was a kid, I remember old men talking about that, but I don't remember what they said exactly, so, seems to work for me, uh, 
see another loyal immortal? Mozart, eat your heart out, says Jordan James. While Ben Evans says, oh no, the timber of despair. See, that, that, that's just wrong, Ben. <laughs> that being said, it's a minor improvement over the last time. Well, I guess you know something about music because I couldn't tell. <laughs> we, we have another more. Mino says, this is the song of our people. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, okay. Let's see any questions. Or I enter the stream and the sax blast my ears. Excellent. Mirkwood, very good. Oh, and Daniel says that my wife is getting noise-canceling headphones. No, with a little baby in the house, um, my wife is, is out. She's actually um, she's actually really good about um, taking the kids around to friends' houses and stuff and like playing with them. And uh, so yeah, I had some some stuff to do, so she she popped out for a bit, um, and she's on her way back now actually. But uh, so that's why I played the sax. Uh, Daniel says he's not surprised by the steel. I gotta admit I am. I, I am a little bit surprised. I didn't expect, I expected a definite huge fraud, but I didn't expect it to be this brazen. And Daniel says that he suspects they're doing this so that when Trump wins, the riots will be on steroids. Yeah, that, that is definitely... You see, that I expected. I expected, I expected pretty much civil war, regardless of who won. That's, that's what I expected. I expected a complete shit show. And I have personally planned accordingly. A um, couple of those moving parts are still there, but I've, I've, otherwise everything else is, is pretty much in place. As best as anybody can prepare for this sort of thing. But um, I did expect to, the world to go to shit, pretty much. Um, regardless of, of the of the way that the vote went. But the fact that it's gone this far and it shows me what I suspected and I was a bit worried about, which is that I think Trump just hasn't drained the swamp enough. Um, I was having this conversation with like my wife, actually, that she was like, oh, but and I said, look, Trump fucked up. He fucked up in the sense that he didn't take a Putin stance. When Putin got to power, what did he do? First thing he did is he drained the swamp. He drained the money. You know, there were people that were, like, supposedly completely innocent. He shot those fuckers in jail. And, like, at the time, I was like, the fuck? This guy didn't do anything wrong. Did he do anything wrong? Why is Putin shoving him in jail and, like, exiling the other guy and, like, fining this other guy billions? But I didn't know the machinations. Turns out, all those people that he fucked up, they were part of a certain tribe, parenthetical tribe, and they were serious money that, that was being arraigned against him. Um, and you say, well, you know, the occasional journalist that doesn't play the right tune dies of uh, some kind of seafood poisoning. Weird seafood poisoning. A sushi that just ate a lot of polonium. Yeah, fuck it. You know? There's some swamp creatures. You know, the Bible says do not murder. I agree with that. Do not murder. It doesn't say do not kill. And there's the southern saying some people need killing. Now, I don't know. I'm, I'm no judge. I can't say who's who's who who's needs killing or whatever. I don't, I don't know. But I'm telling you that if I was suddenly became president of the United States of America, I would have cleaned the house a lot better than Donald Trump did. And that's because 
I'm not really a negotiator. He is, you know, that Art of the Deal book he wrote, or maybe somebody wrote it for him. I don't know. I haven't read it. But essentially, you know, he's, uh, he's a businessman. I'm not. So if I'd become president, it would be an imperial type of thing. It would be like, you are trying to, like, fuck our country up, like Soros. Bill Gates. These people wouldn't fucking exist if I was president of the United States. They would be in jail or they would be droned or they would have run off to some third world country that doesn't have an extradition treaty with the USA. Uh, you know, that's what he did wrong, in my opinion. He didn't drain the swamp fast enough. But then I don't know the details. I don't know if he knew who was in the swamp. I don't know how difficult it is to drain it. And, and it's very difficult, don't get me wrong. I mean, we can see the evidence now of how difficult it is to, to deal with these swamp creatures. So, you know, it's easy to criticize from the sidelines, but the only man that counts is the man in the arena, as somebody said. I can't remember who said that. Some famous guy wrote a book about it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Daniel says the NSA is probably hanging on to posts I made to BBS on dial-up in the 1990s. Not just yours, dude. Everybody. Carnivore and Echelon were, were active in the 90s already. They were in place in the 90s. And that, that we knew about. So they were probably in place before that. Stanley Allen says my mom thinks bidding is great. Well, may, maybe your mother shits herself and talks nonsense too i don't know you know perhaps uh, senile people with dementia all think the same i don't know otar kibir says he i do not panic i'm getting excited to finally show my metal in these times i hope that's true buddy but uh let me put it this way anyone that thinks that war is fun hasn't been in one war is never fun Evil makes you think you're doing the right thing as you murder your whole family. Yeah, that is that is a very good description. But there are evil people that do know absolutely they're evil and they're doing evil. Uh, you know, and I believe Hillary Clinton, Biden, these people, they're of that kind. Mandy Joan. Oh, I think I... Hello, Mandy Joan. Welcome. I believe I know you coming from the uh, uh, Champions of the Light, I think, if I remember right. You're from Tampa, Florida. God bless. The spiritual warfare is true. Jesus is the only one who will help us and our lady will crush the head of Satan. Indeed. Mary Golay. Oh. Slightly insane Mary Golay. Welcome. I'm afraid, AJ Rhino, that you did indeed miss a sax serenade. Which, by the way, you know my little dude? Yeah. His, his favorite singer is obviously Whitney Houston. I don't know how I'll break it to him when he's older that uh, she's moved on. But, um, and his favorite song, since he was a baby, who just like go into a trance and just go quiet and calm down, is uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody. But he also likes, you know, uh, the other ones, like, um, uh, what was the other one that he likes? Ah, uh, the one where she's, uh, how will I know, you know, if... if if it's love and that sort of thing. Uh, but we found this other woman that looks a bit like her. Um, you know, she's got the fluffy blonde hair. Uh, Fleur East, I think. And this, the song is called Sax. And we both were watching that kind of mesmerized. So, uh, you know, 
we, we got a new favorite. I, well, not new favorite. Let's say another favorite. Uh, Daniel Pereira says that his parents made him practice saxophone in the basement. Well, you must have had masochist parents. Oh, and Mandy Jones says that a glass of red wine a day and help you with long life. It has re reserve withdrawal and it has many benefits for your health. There you go. A lady knows more about it than I do. Oh, Jelly Bear. Hello. It's been ages. Good afternoon, Kurgan. Mary Golay. Haven't seen you in ages. How are you? Hope all chatters are doing awesome too. I love Jelly Bear. She's always such a positive, cool lady. I see you on Vincent. Okay, I don't know what Vincent is. Mary Golay and Jelly are having a little catch up. Okay. Yeah, work is insanely busy for uh, Chili Bear and for me too, by the way, just for everybody, I think. Anybody who's working is still really busy, I guess, because all the people that are no longer working now have to do their work too. Yeah. Oh, she's she's working in the um, in the hospital, so they're all everybody's trying to get their surgery sorted. And Daniel says that uh, that would be a very Mussolini moment. I don't know exactly what that means, but uh, Merkwood says, I'm very hopeful for the future. Turns out a lot of my friends and relatives are standing up against the fake media. Good. That's excellent news. Um, that's, that's very good news. And, oh, I'm also going to tell you the story of a proper Catholic. I'm not going to tell you his name. But he's one of the guys who's basically somebody that I think is gonna is someone I'm 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 rooting for to help me start up another little Catholic domain in another country. Um, and I'll tell you a little story about him in a minute. Remind me if I I'm just quickly going through because you guys are firing a lot of stuff out here. I just want to make sure I don't miss any questions or anything. Um, Oh, Julie Bear says, yes, in STLMO, looking for rural property, though, would like to get out ASAP. Good. Excellent. That's exactly what everybody should be doing. Getting the hell out of the big cities, going into rural areas, and make sure you can protect them. Paywan Bear says that Pinochet gave us quite the solid blueprint. Pinochet is a very interesting character because... Growing up, of course, I grew up on the same as everybody else, on the same news and the same stuff. And, you know, I always thought of Pinochet as an evil bastard and a mass murderer, a tyrant and so on. And I also watched, I remember when I, uh, I think I was around 19 or so, I did a sailing course in, um, in, uh, in Natal in South Africa, in, uh, what was the name of that city, in Durban. So it was a week-long sailing course, you slept on the boat and so on. And uh, at night, one of the nights that I was there by myself, I, I have often sometimes gone to cinemas by myself. I went to see this film, and it was basically about Chile and the, the revolution in Chile and what happened there. And, uh, you know, there was this really pretty girl who gets raped by some, like, random soldiers just because they have all the power and they have that kind of, uh, you know, little Nazi, I've now got a, a uniform and a gun so I can do what I want. And then they eventually shoot her when she tries to run away and she dies. And, you know, it was very propaganda-ish film, 
very left-leaning, but it, it hit me, and I was like, having lived in Africa, I have come across those type of characters that have got a gun and a badge and a soldier, and they're like, I've got a gun, I can do what, what I want, you know? And I've come up with them in situations where I might have got shot, but I, just because of the way I'm built, I was like, fuck you. I'm not bending to you, guy. You're going to have to fucking shoot me then. What do you want? Fuck off. I'm right and you're wrong. And I was in, a, in an African country where it would have just created a bit too much hassle to blow me away. So it didn't happen. I was lucky. But I understood, you know, I know about that little fucking cop. Cop mentality, you know? The thugs that are too stupid and incompetent to become proper criminals, so they need government sanction, you know, soldiers, police, those kind of guys that then do all sorts of evil shit because, oh, I can. I understand those, I've come across those people, I understand those mentalities, and I hate them with a passion. So watching that film, I was even more like, oh, fuck Pinochet and those guys, you know, they were fucking evil bastards. But if you think about it, Pinochet stopped communism from entering his country. Now, everywhere where communism has taken root, Russia, Zimbabwe, Venezuela, every one of these countries has had hundreds of thousands of people lose their lives and millions of dispossessed. Poverty, Cuba, all these places, anywhere, Pol Pot, anywhere where communism took root, it was millions of lives destroyed. And... Uh, Am I sure that everyone that Pinochet had killed and the, 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 you know, the 30,000 plus desparecidos that disappeared, the ones that went for a one-way trip on a helicopter ride and got dumped into the ocean or whatever, am I sure that every one of them was an evil fucker that wanted to kill people? No. I'm sure probably a couple of innocent ones got caught up in the middle of it. But in the scheme of things, 30,000 dead or millions dead, or hundreds of thousands dead, it's a tough choice, you know, it's a hard choice. What would you do if you were a military general that knows you can do a coup and save your country from communism? What would you do? Say so you're in charge of the whole army. Now, you know for a fact that some of those guys that you're in charge of are complete fuckheads. They're assholes. They're just going to take advantage of the fact that they've got guns and power. But what do you do? It's not an easy choice. So in retrospect, I don't know, Pinochet might have been a heroic figure that saved millions of lives. And being maligned by the media, I think we now understand, is kind of a feather in your cap, if anything, you know. So, all right, let me catch up with a couple of comments, and then I'll tell you the story about this, this man that I think is going to start up a proper Catholic church with me somewhere. Um, okay. Bill Clinton is dancing. Yeah, I know he is. Since Gates has another uh, stronger virus waiting to be released. That's right, Mandy. You and I are one of the few people who seem to know that. If you drained a swamp, wump, there would be no government left. Yeah, but that would be a good thing. Okay, you guys are... Uh, talking to you. Oh, Jilly Bear started reading 1984 again. Read it way back in high school, but needed the refresher for the coming days. Yeah. 
And Otorki Bear says, that's true, I should not relish in chaos, but I would be lying if I didn't get giddy about the evil exposing itself and the opportunity to vanquish dragons again. Yeah, that's true, but don't think it's going to be all fun games. Um, you can't underestimate the enemy. The enemy is uh, a very ancient and very smart and very evil being. So... Tip of the spears, the heel of the lady from the apocalypse, heel of the Catholic Church, indeed. Hello, Michael. Okay, Mussolini moment equals assassinating journalists and oligarchs. Yeah, it's a Putin moment. Um, and again, I refer back to Pinochet. So, is it better to let somebody like Soros do what he's doing? Bet your ass that if I was the president of the United States, Soros, at the minimum, would be in jail. And all his sons and all the people near him would be in jail. And anyone that was connected to Epstein would be in jail. Now, the problem is that I think it's so corrupt that there isn't anybody willing to arrest them. Because most of the cops, most of the judges, most of the lawyers involved in all this shit, they're in on it themselves. They are the head thugs. And, you know, to get rid of violent, evil thugs, do you know what it takes? It takes violence. It takes a man that is willing to do violence for a good cause without losing his soul. That is almost impossible to have unless you are a true believer or unless you're a truly noble savage. And there's only few and far between of people like that. Um, so, you know, it's difficult. But we need such people. And... That's you. You know, if you can if you look around and you're like, hey, where's the leader? Guess what? You're it. Okay. At this point, some areas of Missouri still have excellent land home prices. I'll check out Washington Herman areas. See, I don't know. If I was in the States, I have no idea. I, I don't know the states that well, but I don't know, Montana always sounded pretty good, but apparently it's cold and I hate the cold. Otherwise, I'd be like Florida, but like in the swamps, Louisiana, you know, some fucking shit all over the place. That's like, yeah, I'll be in my little swamp hut. That's right. As far away from people and city life as we can get. Uh, feeling duck, put some helicopters up. Keith says they're already talking truth and reconciliation courts. <laughs> Indeed. Um, you know, the, the communists are always going to try and kill you. They hate you and they want to kill you. Daniel says he would save his country from communism. That means you're going to kill some innocent people. You're going to be personally responsible for ordering the death of some people that probably didn't deserve it. Yeah, I, I get the parallel. You know, it's a, it's a tough choice, but somebody has to choose something. Yeah, lists of people who donated to Trump, policing hate speech and social credit system underbidden. Of course. Biden is proud of his 50-year-old crackhead son. He failed as a father, but he will definitely succeed as a president. His track record in politics is also exceptional. AP. Okay, I don't know if that's a, a joke or what, but yeah. Daniel says that we'll win against his enemy, but not all of us will make it. Still pumped and white-pilled. 
good. Julie Bear says, Soros and Sun in jail awaiting guillotine would be awesome. Make guillotine great again. Uh, I probably can't tell you on stream exactly what I would do if I was president of the United States. Let's just say that the swamp would have been drained rather quickly. Uh, very quickly, I think. And I might have got assassinated in the first year. So, I don't know. Keith says, I prefer my execution tribunals to have the backing of God Almighty, not some atheistic midwits. Well, Keith... Uh, I believe that I believe in justice and I believe in the death penalty, of course, because I'm a Catholic. I also believe that sometimes God acts in mysterious ways and uses other human beings as his tools on earth. So that's it. They run the system that has the power to take them down. Tricky situation. Well, uh, ever change bear, uh, it's not that tricky. What happens then is called the revolution. Um, and of course, which is why we're being segregated, which is why we're being under house arrest, because then you can't communicate with other people, you can't form cells, you can't form people that will fight back. That's the intent. Public executions need to make a comeback too, absolutely, and absolutely should be burning at the stake for pedophiles. Uh, that is a very good deterrent, and it works. Missouri is pretty awesome out of the cities. Uh, lots of land out in the middle of nowhere, too. We're basically constitutional carry for gun laws, too. Uh, you know, I, I, I am no expert on, on America and uh, various states in America. I've, I've visited, I've only seen a few. I've been to Arizona, I've been to Minnesota, I've been to California. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know enough. Kurgan with swamp mud camouflage like Arnold in Predator taking out people on his land. Yes, but you know you also need community. You, you can't just be the lone sniper that wins the game. You, you have to have people that you can rally around you and you around them. Mandy says, I like your sense of humor. Well, good, thank you. It's very dark. It's called the Redneck Riviera, sir. There you go. Louisiana. See, I've always had a soft spot for rednecks. Deep down in one of my past lives, I think I was a southerner. As my good friend, uh, you may have seen the video, Jebediah Lovemore would tell you. A published paper in 2019 shows flu vaccines increases coronavirus infection rate. They're destroying immunity. Of course they are. Uh, that's why, you know, Fuck you and your vaccine. You're trying to inject me with something, I'm going to try and inject you with something. Kurgan, do you think it is a particularly bad idea to get a few years of military service for the training in before the collapse, considering it? Um, the collapse is already here. If you're going to go into military service, I don't know which country you're in, but you're going to be given orders that you probably don't want to follow. Um, there is... I suppose uh, there is, I suppose, a point to try and join the military to sort of be on the inside of it, um, and maybe you can turn some people, you know, in your little unit or whatever, to like you can form a little group of guys that thinks the same. So that would be a strategy if you're a single guy, young, not much to, to lose, and and you're that way inclined, maybe. 
But uh, in terms of physical training to do what the military does, first of all, the military doesn't teach you that much. If you're a hunter or a woodsman, you, you go out in the, the bush and you, you've had you know, your father teach you how to hunt properly, you're going to outdo most average soldiers. Um, you can educate yourself pretty quickly and that sort of thing, even in urban warfare, that sort of stuff. I don't think you need the military for that. There's a lot of wasted time in the military. I studiously avoided the military throughout my life. I was, you know, Italy, Italy had the compulsory military service, but I had a particular uh, life that allowed me to avoid that. I still had to jump through some hoops, but I did. Then I went to live in South Africa, where as a white person, regardless of the fact that I was in South Africa, I was supposed to join the uh, South African Defense Force for like two to four years or something. And again, I jumped through some hoops to avoid that. Um, I would never intentionally, knowingly join an army, unless it was one I formed, I think. And um, Jordan James says, I passed the medical to join the British Army Reserves on Friday. Primarily to learn how to fight and to meet other fighters for the coming boogaloo. I second Zen a start question. Jordan James, that's fine. Um, and it's it's a good thing to know what the what the enemy is up to. And you'll have access to weapons. So, especially in the UK, that's not a bad idea if you've got the right mindset. In the United States, I think you can have all the guns that the military has and then some. Uh, so, I don't know that it would be... It depends, you know. It's I can't... I don't know every one of your specific situations. For me, joining the army wouldn't make any sense, apart from the fact that I'm you know, too old, they wouldn't take me or whatever, but it wouldn't make any much sense uh, other than, I suppose, maybe you'd have some extra protection from your family or whatever. But keep in mind that the military generally tends to be the guys that they test all the shit on first. So they might give you the fucking vaccine first. They might give you a placebo to make everybody think it's safe, to make you think it's safe so that you, like, Oh, I got the placebo and I'm fine. So everybody else should take it too. You know, there's a lot of fucking mind games being played. Who knows? Mandy Joan, I don't know how Catholics can vote for Biden. They want to take God out of America. Obama even rewrote the history books with fake history. Mandy, they're not Catholics. Um, you might be new on this channel. I suggest, if you are, that you go and watch my video number one and two. They're slightly out of order. All my videos are numbered, but one and two, I think, appear around the video seven and eight, just because of when they were uploaded. Um, there are very few Catholics left. If you want a crash course, deep study on it, uh, then this is the book you need to read that I wrote, Reclaiming the Catholic Church. Uh, if you want a short, quick read, two-hour read, just Google, Google that name. On, on Amazon and get the little book called Believe. It's like a two-hour read and uh, you can get it on, on uh, e-book e format as well. So they're not Catholics. They're churchians. Churchians are not Catholics. They're not Christians of any kind. Keith says that absolutely we were placed on earth behind enemy lines to prove we deserve to be in heaven. We were made for this fight. Good. That's the right attitude. I like to call Biden O'Biden. Get it? Obama, Biden, O'Biden. They're basically the same. Yeah, of course, the, the, the puppets. Okay. Mandy says, oh, yes, we need to kill all the pedophiles. Yeah, you know, 
People say, oh, but the death penalty is so cruel. No, it's not cruel. Burning people at the stake is a mercy. You're giving them a chance to repent. And burning pedophiles at the stake is, is definitely a good thing. And if you keep burning them all at the stake, eventually there will be no gene that gets the pedophiles to come up, you know. Go to Louisiana and build a swamp castle. Yeah, exactly. You know, those of you who can should be doing that stuff already and forming communities. Remember, little hardcore Catholic communities. Keith says, then just be careful because Biden will have us fighting in the Middle East soon. I have lead vaccine for Gates goons. Yeah, you know, it's it's nice to talk about that stuff, but when the shit hits the fan, very few people, you know, why do you think people ended up in concentration camps, regardless of the numbers and who was on the trains? A shitload of people ended up in concentration camps. A shitload of people got loaded up on the trains that went to the concentration camps. Why do you think that is? Because when five Nazis with machine guns surround your area and they say, come out of the house or we'll shoot you, Everybody gets out of the house and hopes they'll live. Very few people shoot back because the guy who does shoot back, he's going to get drilled full of holes. Maybe he'll take one or two Nazis out, but chances are he's going to die. But if everybody started shooting back, and if at least three people started shooting back, somebody would survive. You know, more people died from acquiescence from sort of saying, oh, I'll just go along to get along. More people died than that than the people who fought. The people who fought survived. You've got to keep in mind that I've, I've looked at these statistics for many years now. Statistically, even in the worst wars, the people who survive are those who keep moving, keep their head down, don't stop thinking, and, and try and take the best course of action to get out of there. Your chances of surviving even really bad shit are pretty good if you keep your wits about you and you do what is necessary. Now, doing what is necessary doesn't come naturally to a lot of people, but it's not that hard to figure out, you know. Daniel says it's a little bit late to gain military experience now. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're a young guy, whatever, fine, but. Jilly says that she would not advise anyone enlisting in the military for the foreseeable future. The military, all branches, is in bad, bad shape. Do you want the person next to you in the trenches to be a woman? That's not the point, Jilly. Um, we know that they're a shit show. But you would be strategically, there, was, there is a sort of a potential advantage to being in the, um, in the military because you have access to weapons, you have access to certain information, you kind of know what's going to happen a little bit before the average join the street. And you have the opportunity to make a difference, i.e. save, not save, whatever. Um, you know, when I avoided military service, my greatest fear in joining the military was never whether they would post me in a war or go and fight somebody or whatever. My greatest fear was always the guy in the trench next to me. Friendly fire is what I genuinely, if I had to join any military, that is what I would genuinely be scared of. Uh, and if I had to join any military that didn't involve, you know, a flight aircraft or whatever, I would do my damnness to be part of a sniper team. Because, and, I, and I'd be like, no, just let me fuck off on my own, me and my spotter. We're just going to fuck off and just leave us alone. You know, we'll, we'll let you know when we're coming back. Because I think that gives me the highest chance of survival. 
If you can afford it, you'll get more out of private training and won't get injected with experimental drugs. Exactly. Even if you can't afford it. You know, if you've got a rifle and you've got some woodlands, you know, go figure shit out. You can also get training from combat vets all over the U.S. They will give you the relevant information in a much shorter time span. Not just that, but, you know, in the, in the States, you've got militia. You can join a militia. And maybe the militias are just like fat guys in camo, like talking shit and drinking beer. I don't know. But maybe some of those guys have got some something useful. I avoided compulsory service in Italy by not knowing I was an Italian citizen. Well, there you go. Zenos Dart says, yeah, meeting other guys like me in part is part of my thinking, but I've also been weighing the other path you mentioned. The number of gays and women in our military isn't a good sign. No, it's not a good sign, and it depends how much how long you have to sign up for. Um, you know, and, and are you willing to dedicate a few years of your life during which you probably won't be able to find a wife, get married, have kids, and all that stuff, you know? It's better if you can find a little community of zealots uh, that like guns. And in the States, I think there's quite a few places like that. Jilly Bear says that the current US military is not in any way, shape, or form the same military of my dad's military career of 37 years. If a country went to war against the US right now, I don't think we'd win. Well, to be fair, the United States hasn't really won a single war that they went into. They got their ass kicked by Korea. They got their ass kicked by, by um, uh, Vietnam. They got their... You know, I suppose you could say they won against Japan because of the atom bombs. And I suppose you could say that they won in Iraq, but, you know, they're getting their ass kicked in Afghanistan. What did they exactly win in Iraq? They killed a shitload of people. They don't control anything, you know, so I don't know. I have never been impressed by American soldiers, even the special forces guys, and I've had direct contact with some of those people. Not terribly impressed. Now, of course, the individuals, there's always outstanding individuals in any country, in any nation, in any military. But overall, the average American soldier relies a huge amount on technology. And um, there's only so much that that technology can do. So... Uh, Medical says the military doesn't put like-minded people together. You get stuck with morons that don't have a crooked spine. Yeah, that's probably it. Otarki Bear says, I appreciate the wisdom, Kurgan. I will take this to heart. Good, because, you know, prepare for the worst if you want the best sort of thing. Horse Mumbler, ah, my sniper in training there, says the military only teaches recruits the most elementary basics needed to keep most of the city kids in a unit alive long enough to cause enough destruction themselves to justify the cost of training. Pretty much. Militaries don't really train soldiers to fight, rather they train them to obey orders without question. Those with natural fighting ability are selected for elite units which get the fancy training. Exactly. Honestly, you know, uh, a guy at a hunter with a decent rifle, I think, can hold off fucking a platoon if, if he's got half a brain. And if there's like three or four of you, definitely you can hold off a platoon of, of infantry. Uh, for days, I think. Kurgan, I would love to have you and Vidias, my artillery command post operators, Daniel says. 
To be perfectly honest with you, I would not want VD, I wouldn't want Vox as my uh, direct commander. Um, because strategically he's good, but um, I don't know, you know, let's put it this way. I would rather be part of a small unit that even if we're going on a suicide mission, I know that the guy leading me is going to take a bullet standing next to me. I'm not saying that Vox wouldn't. I'm just saying that his generic approach to things is more general. Uh, over, It's like the Pinochet thing, right? Do you want to be one of the guys that Pinochet controls? Because Pinochet might say, well, it makes sense to sacrifice this unit over there, which is fine, and it, it is what a general needs to do. It just sucks if you happen to be in that unit. So I would rather be my own sort of tactical endeavors and join up with people that look at things the same way that I look at them in terms of um, their men and so on. Now, Vox is extremely loyal, so don't, don't get this the wrong way. I just think that I don't I don't necessarily understand his overall bigger picture view. So let's just say it would be better for somebody like Vox to be controlling people like me from a distance and that we're not really aware of it. That would probably be better. Michael Pecker says, I think it's necessary to study Franco if you want to join the military. It could be necessary to have a Catholics in officer positions if you catch my drift. Yeah. Um, that would be one of the, you know, it's it's a big sacrifice to make to do that. Zenostar says sniper team. That's what I'd want to go for. Small, high-skilled groups with high trust. Exactly. And that is, you know, I told you guys right from the beginning, I don't really want to lead anything. But if I am going to lead something, then I want telepathic people that just obey, that, that have got the same mindset. That if I get taken out, the next guy that steps into my shoes would do pretty much the same thing I would have done. And that we don't have to like say, hey, you jump that way because you all know exactly where to jump and you all know to take the bullet for the next guy next to you if that's what needs to happen. You know, that's I want absolute zealots. And there may come a time in the not too distant future where I might actually say to you guys, hey, by the way, I live over here. If you want to move next door to me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, there, there may well come that time. So. Daniel says, don't join the military, join the true Catholic Church. We will be learning to fight battles anyways. That's a good uh, good generic approach. Zeno says, I look deeper into private training. The four years not finding a wife is a big deal. Yeah, dude, uh, honestly, Zenos, you're, you're too smart for the military. Um, you can learn everything that they teach you in the military by just buying a couple of books. Uh, there's a very good book. I don't know if it's still on sale. It was called Ultimate Sniper by an ex-special ops guy. And it teaches you the, the, the practical issues of sniping. Uh, really good book. Like I said, it's called Ultimate Sniper, Zenostart. So, you know, get that book. Read that book cover to cover. Practice. Train. Uh, get match ammo. Get a decent rifle. You know, train with a friend, get a spotter, switch roles. So one is a spotter, one's a shooter. 
I believe you're in a country that allows you to have pretty much any gun you want. So if you don't have one, get one. If you haven't got the best perfect one, make do with what you got. Keep in mind that um, Carlos Hatchcock, which was, you know, 99 confirmed kills, but he had a lot more than that. That guy did everything he did with a 3006, you know, in, in the 60s and 70s. So 60s, I think, actually. A nice 306 that's like zeroed in, that shoots pretty straight. Decent rifle, nothing wrong with it. Get some match ammo, you're better than most soldiers on the field any day of the week. Um, if you were going to be like a civilian trainer, the, the thing that I would suggest to you is to try and figure out how to defeat things like drones and... Uh, you know, satellite imagery, infrared imagery, that sort of stuff. There's some very cheap, basic ways to to defeat that stuff. You know, it's like fucking wearing an um, using an umbrella can pretty much hide your signature in some cases, depending on what the umbrella is made of. Movement, hiding, urban warfare, that sort of shit. You know, you got to think about that stuff. And also, if you're out in the rural sticks, are they really gonna waste a whole drone and a bomb just to get one guy? They might, if you've been sniping away at fucking their military and taking out officers and shit, they might, but, you know, so educate yourself about that stuff. Be able to navigate maps without technology, be able to have maps without the, without GPS, your phone, you know, all that shit, all the digital stuff. I mean, if the shit hit the fan tomorrow, every single piece of digital equipment I own would be gone. I, I wouldn't take a single one of those things with me, not one. I would be reduced back to paper maps, and, you know, if I live in a country that allows me to have rifles and that, I would have rifles, a shitload of ammo, and a couple of choice bits of equipment that are very analog. They're not digital. They're not connected to anything. They don't have any computer chips in them. Uh, Keith says that if it did come to civil war, I keep thinking that a large chunk of left-wing voters or economic migrants Will they stand against the people who are defending their homes or turn tail ahead in home? It's hard to tell. It depends on their culture. Um, for example, if you've read Black Hawk Down, and if you've even seen the film, you, you'll you see that, you know, and, and this is true, this happens. In Africa, you'll get literally crowds of these zombies coming at you, and you can mow down like hundreds of them, and they'll still keep charging. It's like, it's weird. You know, they're, they're, they're like, their mentality is kind of like bug people. It's like, well, one of us will get him. You know, it's it's a very different mindset, so it depends. Jordan James says, imagine a modern-day Christian militia. The Prots would have an army of 40,000 solar crusades who will not, who win not through acts, but faith alone, <laughs> indeed, with absolutely no communication between them that all be disjointed and, you know, the human foibles come out. When your faith is this disjointed, fractured, fragmented, 40,000 different denominations and every individual and actual denomination on his own, you have no coherence. You have no unit. You have no unit coherence. You have no camaraderie. That's why it's Catholic or get the fuck out. Um, I'm going to... There's a lot of questions. I'll get to them, but... Um, let me tell you a little story about this man who, um, weirdly enough, somebody I met many years ago, and then uh, 
recently remade, uh, he, he got in touch again. Hardcore Catholic now, full-on deprivationist, and uh, he told me this little story. He says, you know, I believe I have the authority to tell so-called Catholics, churchians, you know, fake Catholic, people that think they're Catholic, but they're not, that they're not Catholic. And the reason for that is that he had a relative that was a bishop, uh, quite highly placed, and him and his father, who wasn't very religious, were um, in an eight-hour mass given by Wojtyla, the fake pope that uh, called himself John Paul II. And this eight-hour mass, he said, you know, I came out of there with feeling a transcendental experience, feeling that something really meaningful had happened. And even my dad, who wasn't big on this sort of thing, he didn't dare to, like, walk out of there or let any one of us go out of there. For eight hours, we did this eight-hour Latin mass sort of thing, and it was great, and we all thought it was special and what. And despite all of that, when I saw your first video on the Catholic Church, there and then I realized, oh, that's what fucking rubbed me the wrong way all the time, and that's what was fake about it, and now I get it. Now, you have to keep in mind that if you do eight hours of anything, pretty much like a, a ritual, you will have a transcendental experience. Um, it's part of brainwashing. You know, if you want to brainwash somebody into something, make them have like eight hours of whatever. You know, it can be like, I've, I've seen this, I've, I've, I've been part of joined sex just to see how they brainwash people. Amma, the hugging saint, she does all that shit with like music in the background for like three, four days in a row, like don't, 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 and fucking brainwashes everybody into believing she's the reincarnation of Krishna and all sorts of other shit. In the meantime, you know, they have like fucking sex, like it's Dianetics, same shit. They use hypnosis to like slowly brainwash you over a period of time. And they call it like, uh, you know, what do they call it? Auditing. I've, I've been to all of these things. I, I know how it works. That's, you know, I'm a pretty obsessive guy when I want to learn something. And I learned how to do hypnosis. And I learned pretty much everything there is to know about hypnosis. I trained with some world-class people. And, uh, and then I went to look at these sex just to see how they operate. And, and then I can pick out your average, um, you know, evangelical preacher has been trained in NLP. And they're pretty shit. They're pretty bad. They, they, I mean, you can, you, can, you can even name the technique he's using. Oh, and, he, and you can sometimes even tell who he learned it from. It's pathetic. Uh, you know, true faith is something else. It's something different. And this guy who had a bishop as one of his family members and who had this experience of being in an eight-hour mass with Wojtyla, you know, very few people get to do that at the Vatican with an eight-hour mass with what was supposedly the Pope. And despite all of that, and despite being, a you know, truly a believer, he realized this is not the Catholic Church. This is the fake church. So you've got to, um, you know, you've got to give some credit to that a, a, a man that's been through that and who instantly rejects um, the fake for the, the truth once he sees it is the same thing like me you know I, I was trained in karate from a kid my dad was a third dan when i was born I, I knew karate was in my blood the minute i met one of these russians that could like do what the fuck he wanted and i was like all right i'm done with karate i'm gonna start training with these guys because the truth matters and if you are not an emotional person that gets swayed by emotion. In other words, if you're if you're not a rhetorical person, if you actually have the ability to be swayed by facts, 
you will drop something fake the instant you you find something true you know it's it's just how it is the problem with US military when you sign in they take away your constitutional rights they can and did perform psychological experiments on you without you knowing uh, it's not just the US it's pretty much every military on the planet dude Nikato no longer bear hello the Americas used to race each other to lift our casualties from the field. The Dutch wouldn't even pick us up if there was still active fire and they were flying our choppers. <laughs> Kurgan is right. An experienced hunter is as good as an experienced soldier, perhaps better in many ways. Um, in almost every way, better. An experienced hunter who actually tracks, who hunts, who goes in the field, who knows how to track, is almost invariably better uh, than pretty much all your soldiers. and will, I'd say, 50% of the time be better than your supposedly trained um, snipers. Unless those guys, very often, 90% of the time, snipers come from a hunting background. Um, they, they intentionally select them that way. You have to love your battle buddy. Yeah, it, it helps if you do, but, uh, you know, you just have to have that camaraderie that it's a friendship among men that... Uh, Quite frankly, women can't understand. Neither can homosexual, and no, it's not gay. It's uh, it's a very man thing, and it's hard to describe. Artillery command post requires humongous brains. It was a compliment. Mm, yeah, I don't necessarily think so. I think artillery command really just requires you not to fuck up your coordinates when you when you give the the, the thing to fire. What are your thoughts on the French Foreign Legion? I quite liked it. I think that the French Foreign Legion is actually something I thought of joining at one point. Um, I like the concept. I don't think they're particularly good or effective, but um, and there are a bunch of scum people in there, but I sort of like the, the idea of it. Um, I haven't been in it, so I can't say. But I don't, I don't think they're particularly good soldiers or anything. But um, they have something, you know. Okay. Daniel says that Danny Roxo was an experienced hunter in South Africa, became the leader of an elite group of special forces, and throw in with the hunters. Yeah. I'll take a bunch of hunters over a bunch of special ops guys, pretty, especially if I know them. You know, if, you, if they are hunters, different thing. But I'm pretty sure that my dad would, you know, he's in his 70s now, but I'm pretty sure my dad would pretty much give any special ops guys a long, serious fucking run for his money. And if you put one of those um, match ammo, super accurate rifles in his hands, I, I wouldn't rate your chances at a kilometer. My father, 70 plus years that he is, has done some incredible shots. He's, he's, uh, he's been shooting for years and years and years in the field. You know, I've, I've seen that man do shots that I, I wouldn't think are possible. He's, uh, he's a freak of nature, but he's not a big guy. But he shoots big guns <laughs> and accurately, so... So long, man hugs of Vox repel Kurgan, but it's okay from a distance. All right. So long, man hugs of Vox repel Kurgan, but it's okay from a distance. I don't know what that means exactly. 
If land, there isn't 2.2 million per acre, I might come over. No, uh, very cheap, very cheap land. Uh, not expensive at all. If you're used to living in Switzerland and you can save some money, um, the place that I'm thinking about, you can definitely uh, move there. Mandy Jones says, it's not the mainstream's media job to claim who won the election. The media says projected. Biden-Harris projectedly won. That means they did not officially win. We will probably not know until December. Well, I think it's until January 20th. But uh, Zeno Start says, Ultimate Sniper by Major Plaster. That's the one. That's, that's the one. It's a very good book. Excellent book. Uh, get the paper copy, obviously. I don't know if they've got it in digital, but it's not the kind of book you want in digital. Mandy Joan, no one's saying believes in fake news. Yeah, that's true. But a lot of people do. I'm not saying they're sane, but, you know, they're, they're zombies and they're among us. Sniping in the 60s was different game than now. Sure. But do you think that the average American soldier is immune to the sniping from the 60s? you got another thing coming, mate. The average American soldier is a fucking moron. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not being judgmental, whatever. The average American soldier is a fucking idiot. And as far as the world's militaries go, I think the average American soldier is a worse, worse, uh, easier to deal with than the average Italian soldier or the average fucking, I don't know, British soldier. Probably not that the average French soldier. I think the French soldiers suck balls even worse than the Americans, probably. But you never know. Because with the French, you might get those couple of guys that are just freaks on it, and those guys are really good. You get that anywhere. But what I'm saying is, on average, the average American soldier is fucking useless. Keith says, Zenos, you can learn a lot on YouTube, at least until they ban the guys giving out the info. Warrior Poet Society... Vigilance, Elite, Haley Strategic, T-Rex Arms have a lot of information. Do you have an air rifle? They're cheap and you will learn most of what you need to move out to a real bang-bang stick. Yeah, you know, just the best training is doing it. Go out there, go in the woods, go hunting. If you can hunt, go hunting. If you're in the U.S., look up One Shepherd Leadership Institute. According to the vets, they mostly vets themselves, teach light infantry tactics and leadership better than the military does. There you go. One Shepherd Leadership Institute. Nice. Thanks, Daniel. I do and I practice with it regularly. Need to upgrade, though. Hathcock also developed using the 50 caliber by pulling a scope on an MA Deuce. Yeah. He kind of got a, a splat on somebody like a K or two Ks away. But the thing is, he had set the, the 50 caliber to shoot at that particular spot, that rock where one of these Viet Cong guys went to like drink and he just like, oh, well, he's going on the rock that I've set my, my 50 caliber to and he popped him at a mile or whatever it was. Compasses don't get destroyed by EMPs like GPS do. Uh, not even, not even compasses. Learn to navigate by stars. Learn to navigate by the sun. You know, basic, basic shit. You know, just the, the basic information. Learn how to find water. Learn how to get water in places that don't have water, you know. Green lasers can take down or disturb drones too. Yeah, you can get some pretty powerful lasers, I guess. If you need a sidearm, you can build a 
clock-alike in your basement in most states in the US. Okay, I don't know about that. Probably with 3D printing you probably can, I don't know. Learn to make a map yourself without any digital equipment. Indeed. Good point on the bug people. It pays not to remember that others don't think like you or at all. Exactly. You know, as a guy I used to know who, whose dad said there are only four types of people. Intelligent, active ones. They're basically an extinct breed. Intelligent, lazy ones. Very few of them. Stupid, lazy ones. Plenty of them. But the really dangerous ones are the stupid, active ones. Those are the things you've got to look out for. And he was right. Stupid, active people are the, they're the dreaded thing in the world. What mass is eight hours long? Uh, one that's intended to brainwash people. You would feel the same thing after eight hours in a closet. Yeah. Chanting Mangere Kyo or whatever, you know, <laughs> it's it's the same shit. Then we can argue that the majority of our population is truly under a spell and under command by the media. Mary Golay, yes, uh, you really need to become a full on Catholic to appreciate just what being under the dominion of Satan means. You know, he is the prince of lies, and this planet is riddled with lies. I cannot stress enough. You know, the average millennial doesn't even have the very baseline concept of objective reality. The average millennial is now doing magical thinking. They don't understand that there's an objective universe. And if you tell them, look, I can smash your head against this desk until you realize that the desk is there and always will be there, regardless of whether you like it or not. But they will walk out of that, you know, fractured face and all and think that, well, that might not happen again tomorrow, you know. They're literally being reduced to magical thinking. The, the idea of science, the idea of methodology, the idea of repetitive experiments, the idea of there is an objective reality that doesn't give a crap what you believe. It's there, and that's your baseline. It doesn't even exist among the, the millennials now. So it's, it's a shit show. It's bad. The average human being is a completely brainwashed moron that believes what's on TV. You know, hunters can feed themselves, soldiers need a food truck. Yeah, pretty much. Tommy Hill says, eight hours on ecstasy listening to hard techno in a muddy field can feel like the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> I wouldn't know, but uh, sounds like you're talking from experience there. Okay, guys, I've been going over an hour, so this was meant to be a quick one. I think I'm going to close it up soon, but you, you keep making interesting comments. I'm just going to quickly scroll through. Uh, yeah, raves are very hypnotizing. Yes, they are. It's repetitive music. It's movement. You're engaging your whole physiology while you're doing it. It's basic brainwashing 101. Okay. They were there. I wouldn't surprise at all if someone else put two and two together. Since then, he did meetings in churches exposing dangers of rave as seen from behind the scenes. There was a cameraman from Poland that was involved in German early techno scene. People involved in it were practical Satanists using sound to control people. Guy found out and ran away. Yeah, I, I've never understood that stuff. I never liked it. 
I, I don't know what people see in it. It's, it was always rubbed me the wrong way. Just even clubs in general wasn't my scene. Is the American Officer Corps any good? Uh, generally speaking, no. Um, I think the American Officer Corps is one of the probably worst ones on the planet. Um, they are bootlickers. They are basically taught to bow and scrape and respond to authority rather than what matters. Um, you know, an officer should be, above all, eminently a practical man with the interest of keeping as many of his men alive as possible while inflicting the most casualties on the enemy. I don't believe that the American military has even a passing interest in that nowadays. And Daniel says there are two types of people, Italians and the rest of them. Well, there's actually three types of people, Venetians, Italians, and the rest of them. Yeah, the only thing more dangerous than a sergeant major with a map is a second lieutenant with a map. <laughs> there you go. Do you wake them up or leave them be? Try and wake everybody up, but don't wait for any of them. You know, that's that's my whole point. People say, but what if, you know, people that are not smarter, you can't see the whole, I don't care. All retards left behind. That That is our motto. We leave the retards behind. It's like, wake up. There it is. Here, I wrote the book. Believe. Read it. Don't read it. I don't give a shit. Get out of my way. If you're not with me, get out of my way or you're against me. You know, and Jesus said the same thing. You're either with me or you're against me. I'm, I'm at least telling you, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Don't bother me. Don't get in my way later. Because if you get in my way after I've passed you, no, we're coming back and we're curb stomping everything that you stand for and everything near you. So, CS, I didn't get notified. Dances with logos. Oh, I'm sorry, darling. But um, I did put it on SG and I did put it on, on YouTube. But yeah, I should have probably said something. C.S. Lewis called such people materialist magicians who worship forces of nature that they don't even understand the workings of. Yeah, they're, they're fools. They're, they're fooled fools. Answer the logos. The notification showed up on YouTube. is notification for me, but I'm on a computer. Yeah, I did mention it on YouTube. I did mention it on Social Galactic. If you don't get um, notifications, let me know. And yeah, don't worry, dances. You, you, you can catch up later. No worries. Still there. You're still the high priestess. Nothing's changed. Obama completely subverted the officer corps. Women and sexual deviants pervade it now. Yeah, that's that was the plan. Uh, yeah, Horse Mumbler says that he thinks careerism and cronyism are rampant in the officer corps. Yeah, I believe that's exactly it. The retards left behind will delay the enemy. Let him go. Exactly. The backbone of the military military has always been the NCO. And I'm afraid the NCOs in the American military are pretty much worthless now. Hey, Kurgan, do you have any thoughts on the final secrets of Fatima? Do you believe the real secret was revealed? Uh, I don't know. Don't particularly care. I'm not one of these guys that worries about the end times. And the reason is simple. We're told in the Bible that Jesus will return like a thief in the night, and most people will not be ready for him. So, is this the end times? Is this just one of those downturns where, like in the Aryan heresy, only 1% of bishops held through? Will we come back from this? Will there ever be another legitimate pope? Or is it the second coming? It doesn't matter. You know why? Because you should fight 100% of the time, all the time, without rest.
ever. Uh, if you make that your route, you're going to be ready when it comes. And regardless of whether it's the second coming or not, you're doing your job. Soldier behind enemy lines. You don't get a day off. Uh, the American officer corps is still miles ahead of the Canadian. Probably, if uh, you know Justin Trudeau has anything to do with it, I would agree. Not leaving retards behind is like holding on to under kg weight that is pulling you underwater and drowning you. Let them sink once you give them a way out and they reject it. Exactly. Mary Gallet was notified, but she was online. And Mr. Cooper Bear says, is it a good idea to read your Sistema book, although I'm not a fighter? Yes. Um, the Sistema book is based on principles, and those principles apply. You know, the, the core point of the Sistema book is know yourself. That That is literally what I try and, and tell you. There's, there's plenty of stuff, that there's plenty of people that have read it that are not martial artists at all, uh, that have written me really cool, positive emails, that have even given some reviews. So, yeah. Um, it's a mindset, you know, I think in a fight, 90% of a fight is, is your mindset, is your mind, is mental, is where is your head at. Of course, if you've got no skills and nothing, you know, you're going to get done in, but assuming some basic level of competence in fighting, 90% of a fight is in your head, is, is mental. You know, what you do when your nose gets broken, you give up, you cry, just because you can't see and there's blood all over your face and you something went crunch and it's in your head or you keep fighting you know you, you like look for something to hang on to with the other eyes but you can't see anymore but at least you know where his arm is and you can bite find your way to his face with your teeth you know whatever your mind mental attitude is super important and the principles of sistema teach you uh, a completely different way of thinking about fighting which you can train with. The reason I wrote the book is because there's not a lot of good system instructors. And the point is to, if you have that book by yourself, better with a friend, better with a few friends, you can start to teach each other. You can start to train, even though you don't have a teacher. So yeah, it's 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 a very good idea. LS16 says, per German troops in North Africa, the Italians are the bravest soldiers in the world because they go to war with the equipment they have. Yeah. That's that's not an that's not an untrue thing. Uh, that's uh, yeah, and Daniel says close. It's because they're Italians. <laughs> um, Italians military is is a shambles. Italian soldiers are not. Um, the individual Italian is can be an amazing fighter. As a group, they tend to not work because, well, that guy comes from a city down there and that guy comes from a different region and that guy speaks a different dialect. And so fuck him, I'm not, you know, <laughs> that's how it works. But you get three Italians that are brothers, fight. Those guys are, they're going to take out a lot of people. Okay, guys, it's well, a lot longer than I thought it would be. 55 of you, 33 upvotes, 33, plain sight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and 55. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure somebody can make something of it. And no downvote. Aha. Well, thank you very much. Thank you all for being here. I'm glad there's a whole bunch of you. Even that was a very impromptu one. Oh, do me a favor. Let me know if you're not getting notifications, if you're shutter banned. 
I want to see if we can break the 2,000 people barrier because I'm stuck at like 1,950 for the last year, I think. And that's not natural. I know that there's enough organic growth that it should be more than that because Social Galactic, which only has a few thousand people on it, is like slowly keeps ticking over. So, um, yeah, just I want to find out about that. So, uh, there you go. You can help me with some, some of that if you want. Italian Alpine Mountain Troops are awesome. Well, yeah. There's uh, a story about that. My dad told me that, that we've got family that, that fought in the, against the Austrians and they ran out of ammo. They started using rocks. And uh, they even threw the empty machine guns at the Austrians. But they stopped them. You know, they, they died almost to a man. But um, they stopped them because they could see their houses when they looked down the mountain on the one side and can see the enemy coming up on the other side. So they did. Good night and God bless you all. Indeed, same to you. Oh, <laughs> Dancers with Logo says that 55 and 33, it means squirt in numerology. Trust me, guys. That's, just, that's very good. Another, another shot taken at the fat bear. Okay, good night, guys. Thank you very much.